Sacktown Sports 1140. You're on with Drapes and the High Flyer here. Take you up to game night at the bottom of the hour. Scott Marsh, Jason Ross, High Flyer himself will be on the call tonight with the G-Man. Yes, sir. Gary Gerald. G-Man. Hello. What's up, my man? <laughs> how, you, how you feeling as G-Man joins the drive guys right here? How you feeling? Here we are less than 24 hours away from what I call, and you've been around obviously longer than I, one of the best regular season wins in Kings history. Yeah, and the way it was achieved, I think, caught everybody yeah. a stunning surprise uh, on a game when basically, on a night when the Kings basically didn't play well. And how do you win a game in the NBA when you miss 15 free throws? I'm hey. still pondering that. <laughs> My goodness. But the drama and, and the energy and the excitement and what was on the line in terms of the in-season tournament, getting to the knockout round, and, man, this place was electric last night, wasn't it? It, it was on fire. And the way that game started, down 24, I thought to myself, we're not going to go out like this, are we? We're not going to lose to these guys again. It would have been different, G-Man. Had it been maybe we lost to Dallas or, or got down by 24 to Dallas. But to get down to the Golden State Warriors, that bothered me. But then to come back against the Warriors made it even more sweeter. Well, it did. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the rivalry, the geographic rivalry of these teams in Northern California and the fact that what a great, you know, playoff series last April that went seven games uh, decided in this building. Unfortunately, not in the way the Kings wanted it to be decided. But just the fact that you're able to put a dent in their domination yeah. over the Kings over the last several seasons. That was huge. And it, w it was interesting to me, and I mentioned last night, Henry, uh, during the ball game, that in our pregame conversation with Jordy Fernandez, uh, he was talking about the resiliency of this team and the way they bounced back in Minnesota after the two really disappointing nights in New Orleans. And again, I think that came into play last night because, you know, there are a lot of teams – you're down 24, and you fold your tent, and you just kind of steal off into yeah. the night. But that wasn't the case last night, and it, it sure made for a memorable outcome. That's that's for certain. Go ahead, High Flyer. Oh, you know, I thought you was going with it. No, that's that, y'all. No. You know what? I'm the third party here. Y'all two the ones that work together longer. Y'all got the chemistry. You know what, G? We were talking about, you know, just different parts of the game last night, and we're, you know, we're watching Sasha warm up now. And, you know, we were talking about how big – he came up right when the Kings needed something because it seemed like when Coach Brown brought him in, it seemed like the Kings' offense had got very stagnant. It yes. almost fizzled out, and he came in, and he hit two three-pointers big time where the Kings really needed something to make that push. And he also was working his butt off defensively, yeah. and, and I think that I would like to go inside the mind of Mike Brown in that situation because what I suspect would be the case here is a guy that, while he's a rookie in the NBA, 12 years of European experience, an MVP of the Euro Cup competition, he's got, he knows what it's like to be on the big stage and yeah. in critical moments. And I think that that perhaps was what Mike Brown was hoping might happen last night. And for a guy who hadn't stepped on the floor in the first three quarters, that was really impressive. You know, and, and, and that's the thing about Sasha as we were watching him warm up here, G-Man. It wasn't necessarily about the box score for me. I liked his energy. Absolutely. Like, as the game got bigger and the moment got bigger, it seemed like he didn't shy away from it. 
he embraced being out there on the floor in the biggest of moments. Well, and didn't he block a couple of yes, shots in that yes, stretch in the fourth yes. quarter? I mean, any one of those plays could help determine the final outcome when yeah. you get down to a one-point situation. Yeah. What are you thinking about tonight's matchup? Quick turnaround against the Clippers team. They were at their hotel just watching us <laughs> last night. What are you expecting tonight? Well, I, I think the Clippers are going to be refocused, and they're, they're going to want to, you know, punch the Kings in the mouth right from the opening tip. And and the guy that I'm concerned about tonight is Paul George, who last year against the Kings averaged 34 points, and he's coming <laughs> off a game which was one of his lowest scoring games. Let me just double check the number. Yeah. They played Denver. He went two for 13, scored six points. And if, wow. if you know Paul George and you know his pride and you know his pedigree, he's going to be locked and loaded tonight. I mean, and G-Man, when you look at that roster, my man, I mean, oh. okay. Hall of Famers. I mean, we're just going to sprinkle Zubats in there, and we know he's been a big-time Kings killer here. Absolutely. All right, yeah. but we're talking Kawhi, Paul George, Russ and Harden. I mean, and hard. I mean, how much does that make you, 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 your shorts pucker? <laughs> just, just a tad. I'd say the pucker factor is about nine point two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Gee, man, when you uh, prepare for tonight's game, uh, what are the numbers saying about the the, the uh, Clippers tonight? You know, especially since they added James Harden. What stands out to you? I think that they're still kind of struggling to find rhythm in themselves. You know, they're two games under five hundred at seven and nine. They've struggled a bit. Eight road games. They've won two of them. But, you know, with with the talent that's on that roster, as Henry mentioned, I mean, I was adding up today, I think it's 32 all-star appearances among those four guys that are probably going to be in the NBA Hall of Fame in not too distant future. So where do you start in terms of preparation to defend? Yeah. That's what I'm curious about. You got four guys that can single-handedly win the game for you. Absolutely. You know, any of those guys can go off for 30, 40 points, and so it'll be a big challenge. Is this how I was telling High Flyer uh, this earlier? This kind of game will tell me a lot about the Kings. Sure. You know, if they come out flat, I'll give them a pass. I'll understand it. But if they come out hungry, compete hard, and get a win, a hard-fought win, or even a blowout win, that shows me something, G-Man. Well, and as Mike Brown says frequently, going from good to great is really difficult to do. Tonight, exactly what you're talking about, I think, is an indicator if you're making that step right. from good to great. Certainly, so much energy was expended last night. So much was on the line in terms of the in-season tournament. And yet, coaches will look at it and say, it's just one game out of the progression. So how do you respond tonight? And I, I think you're, you're spot on. I think it's a, it'll be a real solid indicator of this Kings team that has laid some big eggs already this season. Right. I mean, those two games in Houston, Houston has proved to be really good. We didn't right. perhaps know that yeah, we when we first faced the Rockets. And w- but when you get humbled in the way they got humbled and outscored in the paint, and then New Orleans, kind of a similar type of an experience, even though the second game of that uh, two-game set was much more competitive. So how do these Kings respond tonight? You know, and do you, you know, is there a letdown after all of the drama and excitement of last night? We certainly hope not, 
but I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of a rocky start. Yeah, one thing we know, this fan base won't have a letdown. I hope They'll not. be ready. They yeah, they'll be fired yeah. up. G-Man, appreciate All you, right, man. Guys. I'll let you go get Thank ready. You. The great G-Man, iconic call last night of that Malik Monk game winner, a thriller, 124-123. Still hanging here with Drapes and High Flyer. And, you know, uh, I'm watching the guys warm up. Uh, Harrison Barnes uh, uh, getting ready. You know, somebody on the uh, text line said, Hi, Flyer, tonight would be a great night for Barnes to start hitting shots consistently. Seeing some improvement needs confidence and consistency tonight. What do you think about that? Whenever HB is aggressive. Now, you watch this team enough. Yeah. Whenever HB is aggressive, good things happen for the Sacramento Kings. Because they need him. Like I said, we know what Sabonis is going to give you. You know what D. Fox is going to give you. You know what Malik Monk yeah. is going to give you. But Harrison Barnes has been that one factor in this on this team to where he might give you 18 or he might give you 8. And that's the thing that he can't do. You know, the first game out, Harrison Barnes gave us a 30-piece. The first game. Yes. Coming out the gate, KD, he dropped a 30-ball on him. You're and, right. And then float it. Float it. Up and down. Float it. Up and down after that. If he can be consistent, man, start being consistent at that 16-18, that will really give his team a boost. That, that would be huge, especially tonight. No Keegan Murray. He's out again. Not sure if he'll play Saturday against Denver. Jay, do we still have TC, uh, KC, excuse me, on the line? Is I know. All right, KC left us. You can always hit us up, 916-339-1140. You know, when you look at this game, the same way we said last night, I thought the game was bigger for the Kings than the Warriors. I think the Clippers are going to be a desperate team tonight. This is a team that needs to win. We had Jim Jackson on earlier mm-hmm. just talking about the narrative about the Clippers and how it feels like people on the outside are taking glee in their struggles, especially with James Harden. When you look at it, how does James Harden fit? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, like, I, I was, mean I've really been trying to figure that out. Did they need that? Like, you know, I just didn't I, think I they didn't, needed a guy like that. I didn't think so. But, but I thought that he was a guy that came up for grabs. And the Clippers are definitely trying to win now. So they're trying to get everything that they can. You know, uh, like right now, sitting sitting, sitting out here watching, you got Kawhi oh, Leonard out Kawhi there. Kawhi warming yeah, up. Yeah, Kawhi out there right now. I mean, and he by himself. Right, early on. Like, ain't no other players warming up on his basket with You know what most most all-star or superstar players do? When they come out, it's like, I got the whole basket by myself. Y'all wait. <laughs> you know, think, think, hey, think about it. No, nobody's out there shooting when LeBron shoots. No, you, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You know, but at, at, at the end of the day, you know, this dude's a monster. You talk about two-way player. He, he, he's been one of the best two-way players in the league for a long time. And you can sprinkle Paul George in there, too. Yes. As far as yes. being two-way players. So, you know, they got the engine. They do. They have the engine, KD. They might need some of the other things. You know, they might need, you know, some, some Michelin tires. You know, because right, right, right. they might not can't, you know, grab grip when they step on that accelerator. Because, <laughs> hey, they got a motor that's pushing 1,200 horsepower. Here's what's so crazy about the Clippers. We know how talented they are. One of their biggest issues has been availability. Guess what, High Flyer? Kawhi's played in every game so far this year. Yeah. No nights off for Kawhi Leonard. So it seems like he's focused because he wasn't playing in uh, back-to-backs. Back-to-backs. Right. Right. 
He's out there tonight. He's getting ready tonight. He'll be playing your Sacramento Kings tonight, a game you can hear right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. You're listening to The Drive, guys. It's the Drapes High Flyer taking you up to 530. It's the final segment. We're going to hit you hard coming up after this timeout. Back here, Drapes and High Flyer, Sacktown Sports 1140. Final segment before we get you ready for Kings Clippers here with the G-Man on the call, High Flyer joining them. Bottom of the hour, it's game night. Jason Ross and Scott Marsh watching Kawhi Leonard getting up some shots. Mentioned he's played in every single game so far this season. Kawhi, 21 points, shooting 37% from the field. Paul George, 24 points, shooting 45% up from the field. You know, when I think of this Clippers team and I look at as they try to figure it out with Ty Lewis, head coach, Russell Westbrook's decision to come off the bench saying, Coach, you know what? I was in the starting lineup. You got James Hart. Now I'm going to come off the bench. Uh, that's crucial. That's critical. It is. He's making the sacrifice, high flyer. I don't know if it's enough. And you're giving me that look like he ain't really sacrificing. He knows uh, he's going to get the ball in his hands. Exactly. <laughs> With that exactly. second unit. I ain't look, I ain't, I'm not going for that sacrifice. You ain't going for the sacrifice. No, come on, no, man. Oh, no. Come on, bro. He ain't I mean, hearing his name I'm, called during hey, introductions. Hey, it's the right thing to say, but if you hear your name called during introductions and you ain't putting out on the floor, that means nothing. So he much rather, you know, sacrifice that name call. But when you're on the floor, the ball's in your hands and you get to put in work. Right. Now, he's the quarterback of that second unit. He's yes. the, when he comes in, here you go. It's your time to shine. Hey, he's the Peyton Manning. You know, he's the number one guy. Mm. You know, so he gets to do whatever he wants. Some of the, you know, most of the starters probably will be coming to sit down, and he gets to run the show. Yes. One thing we know about Russ, though, he's going to give it 110. He, 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 he got one speed. He going at you. I will give you that. He, he, don't, he, he don't pull up. He don't waste, um, t- uh, um, you know, manage his time. Right, right. Uh, no wasted movements out there, nothing. No, no, no. And and still, you know, we could talk about his game and how, how you know, it, it ain't what it used to be. He's still one of the most explosive. He's 35, too. One of the most explosive guards in the league. No, nah, you're right about that. 35. He's in his 16th year. Russell Westbrook. Hey, He's been in the league for He's been in the league a minute. You know, we saw the other night, and, Jay, I'm going to pull this Russell Westbrook sound here. We saw the other night at home, he got into it with fans. He got into it with fans on his own home court, home arena. This was late in the game. Some fans had some words for him. Russ had some words back as the clock was winding down. The game was ending. And we've seen him have interactions with fans before. We've seen him now, get into it with fans before. Now, let me tell you this. Tell me. You're talking about a, a dude that plays with heart and passion. Yeah. I, I don't think it's another player in the league that plays with more heart and passion than Russell Westbrook. I mean, the the dude – really gives it his all. Now, does he always do the right thing? No, not all the time. But as far as wanting to win and willing to pretty much do anything, you already said he's willing to come off the bench. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. You have a triple-double for three years. All right? Nobody else has done that since Oscar Robinson. So to, 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 to kick back and say, okay, well, you know what? I'll come off the bench. He's willing to do anything to win. I want to ask you about interactions with fans and how far fans can go, because we saw it the other night here with Draymond Green last night. Fans were giving him the business, right. but I thought it was very respectful. 
I, I thought it didn't cross the line. It was you know booze, what? but it was it, it was it was it was respect. I'm gonna tell you what, Draymond Green got it lighter than Marvin Bagley did. I, that's what I thought too. I'm listening. I'm I like, was shocked. We should be hammering this hey, dude, and, hey, and hey, we took it easy on him. Let I me thought. tell you, I was shocked. You didn't think Popovich grabbed the mic, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because Marvin Bagley got booed every time he touched the ball. I mean, even when he came out. After halftime, yes. he got booed. And I'm talking about the whole arena booed him. Now, that might be a little bit shorter because it was a whole lot of Golden State fans up in here. Right, right, right. But still, at the end of the day, yeah, Draymond Green got it light compared to uh, Mar- Marvin Bagley. Uh, it'll be interesting what kind of reaction Russell Westbrook gets. It seems like uh, fans are always uh, giving him the business. Here's what he had to say after the game the other night. They lost to Denver, and at the end of that game, he got into a verbal altercation with the fan. Here's Russ afterwards. You know, it's unfortunate. You know, fans think they can say whatever they want. You know, I'm not going to say it now because it's not appropriate, but um, I'm just protecting myself. Um, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? Too much else I can explain on that, but just unfortunate fans think they can get away with saying anything, and I won't. Personally, I won't allow it. I've took a lot of, you know, people saying anything and you know getting away with it, but uh, I won't stand for it. <laughs> there you go. I won't stand for. He it. won't stand for it. You know what? Uh, Russ takes it a little bit. He he gets a little sensitive about those type of things, you know. When I play ball, KD, if you wasn't inside those lines, I paid no attention to you mm. at all. I don't care what you said, what you did. You heard some things? Oh, you... man, all the time. <laughs> Bro, I played in Europe, man. Oh, I mean, man. I, I got hit with hot dimes and uh, cigarette lighters and stuff what? like that. Yeah. But uh, if, you're not in, if you're not in those lines, you know, you can say what you want. But here's the thing. And I'm aside with Russ, and I I hear what you're saying. But Paul George said it afterwards, too. You should not be allowed to go to somebody's job, place of employment, and say disrespectful things. Boo, fine. Right. But disrespectful things, I want to play this other cut, and I want to get your reaction. Mm-hmm. Here's what Westbrook said some more after the game. A lot of it is, um, you know, people know, and it's unfortunately – very protected, protected. Um, I just really hope whatever whatever rules are in place, you know, it takes a while for the weather security of the arenas or whatever that may be to go and tell fans to get out. But, you know, fans kind of have the right of way to kind of say whatever they want. Uh, but like I told you, any disrespect to me, my family, I won't allow it. But high flyer, and this is where I stand with Russ, how are we to tell Russell Westbrook, how to react. Just because we may react, you may react a certain way. Right. That don't mean everybody got to react that way. Well, you know, there are bylaws in that contract now. Have you have you seen the NBA contract? It's very I thick. I have seen that one. It is very thick. No. <laughs> all right? It's very thick. So, you know, all about how you interact with the fans, it's a whole section in there about it. You know, it's a reason why, uh, you know, Rules got put in place after what happened in Detroit. The malice in the palace. Remember that, right? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When when, when the players went to the stands. Yep. That's when rules really got put into effect. So, you know, a fan can say to me whatever you want, man. 
I mean, it can, you you can talk about my family all you want. And, you know, we old school. We come from the streets. You can say something about my mama. <laughs> I'm not worried about but that, But this, this is where I did. I hear you, High Flyer, but shouldn't we be holding the fans to higher standards? What happened to common decency? You know I'm with you. What happened to treat others as you'd want to be? Hey. What Just because I make millions of dollars, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, whoever, what? why should I be okay with being subject to that? No, you should. Why don't we get on the fans hey. who say these things and do these things more than the athletes for reacting? Hey, I agree. The, the, the security needs to be on top of that more, you know. But at the end of the day, even if security go get them and kick them out, Russell Westbrook's still heated. <laughs> He's still heated. He's still going to have something to say. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, they're our fans, all right? They pay their money to come watch a basketball game to be entertained. They're not paying their money to come in here and ridicule. You know, you, you're not paying money to come in here and be a heckler. So I understand that part of it. But then at the end of the day, Russ, you're Russell Westbrook, bro. So, you know, it, it, it's not – words shouldn't hurt you. Let me ask you this, though. Would Russ be well within his right, and would it be okay if all he had to do was point, hey, that guy right there, Yep. get him out. Yep. That's it. Yep. You ain't got to say nothing else to him. Yep. You ain't got to argue nothing. Oh, yep. I heard you. That guy right there, yep. get him out. Is yep. that okay? Oh, oh, oh okay. Most all right. definitely. All right. Most definitely. Hey, you know what? Get an usher and say, hey, that dude right there, he needs, he needs to go. And, 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 and I'll tell you what. And if Russell Westbrook heard it, the usher did too. I'm sorry. Right, right. Right. I'm sorry. We'll see what happens tonight. Kings fans, I know, if they ain't do nothing to Draymond, Russ, Russ got it easy tonight. Like, that Draymond <laughs> reception. I mean, you you know, you brought it up. I was sitting there thinking, like, man, that's all we got for this dude? Man, I was shocked. I was shocked, right? I was, I shocked. was shocked. We hyped it up. I was shocked and pleasantly surprised. Because, you know, what they did to Marvin Bagley, I honestly thought was overkill. Oh, for sure. For sure. I honestly thought was overkill, and I, and I felt bad for the young man because he didn't deserve that. You know, what San Antonio did to Kawhi, the exact same thing. Even Popovich was like, no, 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 no. This is San Antonio. We're better than this. Leave this guy alone. Right. Give me your final thoughts on tonight, man. What are you expecting? What do you want to see from Sacramento? The energy and effort, bro. Just give me the energy and the effort, and whatever happens after that, okay, we have to live with it. But just give me all, give me all you got. You know, I know you went deep into the tank last night, and if you only got a half a tank left, that's fine. Give me that half a tank, and now I got to go to the bench and start getting some of these guys. Exactly. And if I'm a bench player, I'm I'm, I, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm ready. If I'm a bench player, I'm out here at three o'clock. Three o'clock. I'm out here at 3 o'clock getting it in. Our boy Davion did just that. He was out here early getting ready. And we have gotten you ready for game night, which is coming up next here on Sactile Sports 1140. Kings looking to light the beam for back-to-back nights coming off that huge win against the Warriors. Coming up next, Jason Ross and Scott Marsh. They're taking you up to pregame show and then tip-off Kings Clippers for the high flyer himself. For Jay Johnson, I'm your boy Drapes. Make sure you tune in. 2 o'clock. It's the Drive Guys here on Sacktown Sports 1140.